In difficult days and facing dire circumstances, it is always good to remind ourselves that God is greater than all. Scott Pauley is examining the miracles of Jesus recorded for us in God's Word. Our hope is that the message in these miracles will become real in your life. Christ is enough. Let's open our Bibles and join the study now. Have you ever tried to show one of your children something, thinking they got it, they understood it, surely they got it, and then what do you have to do? You have to go back one more time and show them again, one more time and teach them, one more time and remind them. Well, that's exactly how the Lord so patiently, so graciously deals with us. We turn our attention today to John chapter number 21, uh, to one of the miracles of Jesus that falls in the period between his resurrection and his ascension. Now, in our last study, we talked about a number of the post-resurrection appearances of Christ, all of those being miraculous, and he did a number of miraculous things in them. For example, walking through closed doors and uh, showing up and then disappearing, and all of that type of thing is miraculous. Uh, But I want to zero in on this particular miracle because it is a definite act that our Lord does with his disciples, and it is a repetition of a miracle that he did early on in his ministry with them. We read in John 21, verse 1, After these things Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael of Canaan and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. And they say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Now, let me pause a moment. Isn't that fascinating? They did not recognize him. You know, in the gospel records, there are occasions like that. For example, in John 20, Mary Magdalene did not recognize him in the garden in her distress. Uh, The Emmaus Road disciples in Luke 24 in their disillusionment did not recognize him. And now the disciples in John 21 in their distraction, do not recognize him. So sometimes we don't see the Lord because we don't expect to. And sometimes we don't see the Lord because we're so concentrated on other things, we're missing him. It's not really that he was disguised. He's not hiding. He's already been appearing to them. It is rather that they're they're not looking for him. Oh, my friend, look for Jesus to show up on every shore. <laughs> look for Jesus in every sea. Look for Jesus in every situation. The Bible says, as we read on in the story in verse 5, Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, No. I love the word he uses for children here. It's really the only time he ever used this term for his disciples. It's literally the word that would be used for a child that is still under instruction, a child that has more to learn. Uh, One more time, he's teaching them. Verse 6, And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. And therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. I think that's beautiful that it was John who recognized him. It's not always the the talkers that first recognize Christ. Sometimes it's just those who are most intimate with him in the secret place, those whose heart is full of love for Christ. Oh, Lord, help me love you more so I can discern you more. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, 
He girded his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. And Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish, fish which ye have now caught. I do find it fascinating. He didn't need their fish. Uh, by the time they get there for breakfast, he's already got fish. Uh, but they needed the lesson. Simon Peter went up, verse 11, and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty and three. Look at God's exactness here. A hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. One more time he teaches them. You see, this is the exact same miracle that was performed early on in Luke 5. Don't you remember early in the ministry? He had to prove to them. Peter should have known. He should have remembered. But how, how easily we forget, how slow we are to remember. And so one more time, the Lord is is proving himself, working miraculously, and teaching them this great truth. And I think there's an operative phrase. It's found three times. It's found at the beginning of the story and the end of the story. Listen to it again. Verse 1, After these things Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wide showed he himself. And then in verse 14, this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. He was not showing them where to fish. He was not showing them how to be better fishermen. He was showing them himself. Remember, the, mirac- the miracles are a revelation of who Christ is, of the divine sufficiency, of the fact that Christ is enough. And so what is he showing them? And what does he want to show me today? Well, one more time. First, he shows us that we have nothing. They caught nothing. That's the word in verse 3, nothing. Uh, Jesus even asked them, verse 5, do you have any meat? They answered, no. (laughs) That's very simple, isn't it? And it must have been said with great frustration, we have nothing. Do you remember Jesus had been trying to teach them that all along? Without me, ye can do nothing. Our poverty without his presence, our barrenness without his blessing, our futility without his favor. Friends, sometimes our greatest need is just to see our need. And so one more time, the Lord reminds us, that we have nothing. And then one more time, he shows us that he has everything. Everything that you search for, everything that you personally need, Christ has. Uh, Gablin said that John's heart of love made him keen-sighted. I like that expression. Let your heart be full of love for Jesus, and you'll see things differently. You'll see his sufficiency. Uh, You'll see that he's more than enough. He doesn't need us, and he certainly doesn't need our fish, but we desperately need him. We need more than what he can give us. We need, rather, him, himself. So bring what you have, and he gives you all that you need. He shows himself. One more time, he shows us that we are nothing and have nothing. He shows us that he has everything, and then one more time, he shows us our greatest need for one thing. What was the one thing? Fellowship with him to know him more, to be in his presence. In the words of Jesus, I love this, come and dine. One more time he's serving them. One more time he's spreading the table before them. 
Oh, my friend, someday soon he's calling us to another table, the marriage supper of the Lamb. I'm excited about that. But you don't have to wait to that table to fellowship with him. You can fellowship with him right now. And the one thing we all need today is just to be near Jesus Christ. And so I wonder today if one more time you would acknowledge, Lord, I have nothing. And one more time you would get a glimpse of the fact that he has everything. And one more time you would diligently seek one thing, and that is fellowship with him. Aren't you glad the Lord's patient with us? Long-suffering means he suffers long. Think what he puts up with from us. Aren't you glad he graciously just keeps teaching us? Yes, one more time. Lord, give us a fresh glimpse of you today. Help us to see you and your miraculous power. Help this truth to ring in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Christ is enough. What an encouragement to know that regardless of the situation, we can trust the Lord Jesus. You can find a Bible reading schedule through the Miracles of Jesus and many additional study resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Visit us online today and let us know that you're listening. We are very grateful that you're making this journey with us through God's Word. Until next time, remember this, Christ is enough.